It's episode nine of Last Best Stories. I'm Jewel Banville, and I'm here to talk sports. No, not that sport. No, definitely not that one. I mean, when I was in high school, I used to voluntarily work on Super Bowl Sundays at the parking shop, the one grocery store in my town. A town, by the way, that was hardcore Buffalo Bills country. And this was when the Bills were hardcore losing Super Bowls. No good. Wide right. Today I'm talking the kind of sports you play on ice. Namely hockey and curling. Because, you know, it's winter in Montana, people, and it's been cold. But this is also a part of the world that knows how to deal. Where a couple degrees south of zero or several inches of snow won't mean the stores suddenly run out of toilet paper and milk. School isn't canceled. Roads aren't necessarily plowed because, I mean, just get some good tires, okay? What I found out, though, after talking this over with Anna Cole, who produced our next story, is that really, Montana's got nothing on Canada, especially when it comes to hockey. Hello out there, we're on the air, it's hockey night tonight. I've seen pictures of myself before I could walk wearing a Calgary Flames jersey. Because I'm Canadian, don't you know? But I left Canada, and now I go to college south of the border. And not even that south. Montana is basically the American version of Alberta, where I'm from. But travel 500 miles south of my hometown, and hockey just isn't as big of a deal. Americans don't understand the national sport of the Northland, the world's best game Okay, so do you, do you know a lot about hockey? Not a whole lot, no. I know nothing about hockey, and I'm from Minnesota. Not at all. Do you know anything about hockey? A tiny bit. Not very much. Can you name an NHL team? Um, (laughs) the Bills. Are they a... No, No. that's the NFL. Uh, Minnesota Wild. (laughs) Good job. Kings. I only know them because I'm from L.A. Do you know what the Stanley Cup is? I do. What is it? It's like the World Series of Hockey. That's like the big thing. Mm, I've heard of it, but I don't really know what it is. Yeah, it's the... It's the, uh, Yeah, it's the championship for the NHL. Yeah, the Lord Stanley's Cup. It's a different culture down here. Hockey's not a staple of Montana winters. Or summers. Or any season. But... Despite my super scientific survey of random strangers on the streets of Missoula, there is still some hockey here. There are some people that get it. At the beginning of the year, I spent some time with the Missoula Bruins girls U14 team. They're coached by my good friends Grace and Annie, who hail from southern Canada. Some people call it Minnesota. Grace, what are you doing right now? What are you doing right now, Grace? I'm tying skates. I'm tying, I think this is my third pair of the night. I have two more to go in, I think. Okay, you guys are good. Um, Would you say you've gotten better at tying skates over the course of this season? I have calluses on my fingers from tying skates only. Do you like playing hockey? Yes. Why? Because you get a skate and it's really fun. Uh, Well, I like playing on my PB travel team. And I like skating fast. What position do you play? Uh, goalie. That's crazy. So you want to like purposely get in the way of pucks. Is that fun for you? Yes. 
right now the score is one nothing. My team, white team, is down. But Matilda is up on the left side, coming down for a rush. Oh, get in there! I'm gonna do a little sideline interview here. <laughs> so you just scored. Well, uh, Tilda was taking it up and she shot it, but the goalie blocked it, and so I took it and lifted it into the corner as a rebound. Top cheddar, nice style, I like it. Nice save, nice save. Let's change it up. Spending time with the girls was definitely a throwback for me. I remember growing up, we had this relic of a television set. Black and white, maybe 13 inches diagonal. Complete with bunny ears and a coat hanger sticking out of it. And yet to sit in a specific position or this thing would go all fuzzy. So Hockey Night in Canada comes on, you assume the position and you don't move. Especially during playoff season, you'd be glued to this thing. Completely and utterly stereotypical Canadians. Molson Hockey Night in Canada on CBC is brought to you by Molson... My brothers and I basically worshipped at the Temple of Don Cherry. Who is, for all those uninformed, this old man who wears outlandish suits and spends the second intermission of Hockey Night in Canada yelling, mostly about hockey. And LA's got 14 Canadians. I just want you kids out there to remember, we're the best, Canada's the best country in the world. It's been and years and years since I've played competitively. So long that I called my dad to jog my memory a bit. He was born and raised in Scotland, but he's a huge hockey fan. Living in Canada will do that to you, I suppose. Hey, Dad. Hi. I need you to tell me about when I started playing hockey. Do you remember when I first started playing hockey, like why I wanted to start playing? Yeah, I think basically you wanted to do, uh, you know, something, uh, a, sibling, a little bit of a sibling rivalry to, uh, you know, do something because Martin was involved. Was I any good? Uh, for skating, very good. Uh, like Athletically, uh, your skating was was great, really, really a beautiful, beautiful skater. Um, uh, stick handling uh, and uh, shooting skills, stuff like that. Um, you know, not so much. You know. <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> we can be honest here. I think if you were, uh, you know, trying to geek uh, somebody or uh, you know, uh, take a, a slap shot or something like that, was uh, you know, took a little bit of time. <laughs> Okay, like, what's your... Do you have, like, any specific memory of me in my whole hockey career? Many, I'll tell you. One time you threw a hip check on this one kid in Cremona, knocked him over, arse over tea kettle. I mean, he didn't know. I mean, he, 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 he it's like he got hit by Scott Stevens. I, I'm your one MVP for your team, if you remember. Oh, yeah. I did. You were MVP, MVP for the team. <laughs> I was. I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, there's many, many things. You know, we went down to the last place for that tournament. I mean, you know, your team was awful. You were so good, Anna. I mean, really. I mean, there's, yeah, a lot, a lot of good times there, Lassie. Yeah, was a lot of weekends spent in the rink, that's for sure. Yeah, okay, so take care, darling, okay? That's my dad, so I'm sure he's biased. But really, I'm Canadian, which you think would mean basically American, but it's not. I do love my adopted country good place here. But not gonna lie, it feels good to have at least one thing we can beat America at. That was Anna Cole. After a stint as a TV reporter in Kalispell, that's just south of the Canadian border, 
she hung up her microphone for a bit. Not forever, we hope. She's currently up north again working for a Canadian airline while she goes to nursing school. And also, least last I saw on Facebook, looking for a cheap couch for her new apartment. If you have one, let me know. I'll send along a message. I mean, I'm sort of kidding. But would I like to hear from you, my five listeners? You bet I would. You can always email me at jewel, that's J-U-L-E, at lastbeststories.org. This next story is about a sport that looms so large in my household, curling. And you thought that was something to care about just every four years or so when the Norwegians are wearing those funny pants again. Oh no. For some people, my husband among them, curling is like a kind of cult, on ice, with beer. And also 40-pound granite rocks that can only come from this one specific place in Scotland. Or, if you ask Wikipedia, this other place in Wales. For this story, we are briefly leaving Montana and traveling about 160 miles outside its border to Stanley, Idaho. Stanley's basically famous for two things. It's often the coldest place in the continental U.S., and it's home to the SOB, the Sawtooth Outdoor Bonspiel. Bonspiels are curling tournaments. Most of them, though, are indoors, not in Stanley, which, by the way, has a year-round population of 63. When the curlers come to town, it's possible there are more of them than there are people who actually live there. They curl at the top of this hill that, when it's not socked in, has an amazing view of the Sawtooth Mountains. This story about this tournament does feature Montanans, I want you to know, including the guys on the team sponsored by Kettle House Brewing, and one guy in particular, Lee Banville, my aforementioned beloved, who kind of plays the role of narrator here. University of Montana grad Sergio Gonzalez, travel from where he lives in Boise to record and produce this sound portrait. This is a test of the Stanley broadcast for the SOB Sawtooth Outdoor Bonspiel in Stanley, Idaho. The SOB. <laughs> this is pretty much the, I think, the only outdoor one in the Pacific Northwest in the United States. We got people from Vancouver. I am here with the Bambi Killers. We have people from Montana. And I roll for the rocks in the Kettle House. From Idaho. And my team is called Sly and the Family Stone. And I'm with the Boise Curling Club. We're on the sheet, yes. This is Team Ebola. <laughs> we got people from Arizona who are coming to nowhere, Idaho, to throw rocks outside because you know why? Because they can. Get that leg back. I want to see a good push. Nice job. Get on it. Get on it. Get on it. There we go. Curling is about being outside, doing a really strange sport. So, okay, take a bunch of 15th century Scots. Ah, curling's heritage, man. I'm from Scotland. That's where they all come from. Curling's cool. Get them drunk. You know we got a spoon so I can drink my beer? (laughs) It's winter, and their lock or whatever that is, is frozen. It's extreme. It's like, this should be in the X Games. And then they're like... What rules should we come up with for this? Rules? What are the rules? And so there are a lot, and they're weird. A curling team is made up of four people. They each throw two stones. The captain of the team is referred to as the skip. So they're the ones who are going to be telling you how fast, or how slow, or to sweep, or not to sweep. Other side of the boom. Other side of the boom. Yeah, there you go. Sweeping makes it go faster, straighter, and longer. And so if you really are good at sweeping, which is actually the one thing I feel like I'm good at, because I'm not that good at most things, 
Uh, it's super useful. Right, watch this guy, right? All right, go, 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 go. All right, all right. That's all. The main point of curling, uh, like most sports, score more points. And as close to the center circle with the most stones inside the other team's stones. And the more that you have close, um, before the next one is close from the other team, they, they score as well. It's a lot like chess mixed with shuffleboard on ice. It is exactly like bocce ball, only we shoot at the center of the target, not the little white ball. Um, we generally play eight ends or eight innings sort of thing. Except there's no top or bottom, it's just a straight end. Usually game takes about two hours. Sportsmanship is a big deal. Winners buy the beer for the losers. The rules are flexible. On a code is forever, man. So I love the kind of mix of physical activity with strategy. And then I'm 42, so it gets my 10,000 steps in, too, which is nice. Because I'm old and kind of fat. Indoor curling is predictable in terms of the, sh the, the, the ice is being cured. It's being prepared. Indoors, we have dehumidifiers. Um, we have people that are working on the ice daily. And uh, you kind of know where you're at. And uh, we kind of know going into it, we're going to lose. But outdoor curling, there's a lot of deviations and stuff, and we might just win one game. <laughs> and outdoor curling is just a festival of people having fun with the sport they love. Yeah, it's, it's a little like freedom. I have broken up with a girlfriend over curling, so curling is love to me. Uh, it, is, it is fantastic. I love doing it. Uh, I'll do it for the rest of my life, man. It's fun. It's pressure-free. It's it's kind of silly. It's silly. It's a silly sport. We are all unique and we're all a little crazy and we all love each other and come together for the sport. No, 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 no. Don't touch it. That story was produced by Sergio Gonzalez. Regular listeners might remember his other last best story, Another sound portrait about bike polo. Three, two, one, polo! From episode seven. You can find that one and all eight of our other episodes at lastbeststories.org. And we've got exciting things in the works, including an audio event, kind of an experiment really, at the always amazing Big Sky Documentary Film Fest in Missoula in February. I'll include details on our Facebook page, which, I don't know, maybe you could like. Anyway, hope we'll see each other soon. I'm Jewel Banville. Thanks for listening.